when I came home from my drive last night and I accidentally knocked over your can of little sparkly water thing, I was just pissed off. It frustrated the crap out of me because I did not want you to be in my space. It drove me nuts. Just leave me alone. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to be angry and still stay connected. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what we're talking about. Yep, we sure are. And who's angry in this episode? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Here we go. Are you going to start this one or am I? Do you do you want to start this one? What do you think? No, I think you don't. But but we're we're recording a podcast because you are um, a little on the prickly side today, and we don't typically do podcasts. Well, I like the podcast when you have all the emotions and right. all the feelings, right? And I get to interview you, right? Exactly, but. Not this time. Not this time. No. I'm going to just open this up with an interesting kind of fact. We've said it again on the podcast, who knows how many episodes ago, but oftentimes women in general, not every woman, but women in general tend to show strong emotions through what? Through tears. Through tears. And men show strong emotion through? Anger. Yeah. Yes. I'm a little pissy right now. Oh, yes, just a little bit. I've been a little pissy for the last, well, we're coming up on 24 hours now. Yeah. I had a I had a conversation yesterday that, for whatever reason, put me into just a really foul mood. Yeah. The conversation itself wasn't bad. It was a good conversation with friends, but I walked out of there feeling frustrated and angry and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Angry is a good word. I wouldn't say that that really kind of covers the extent of the the prickles that are coming off of you. We actually recorded a video the other day. Um, for, yesterday. Was it yesterday, yesterday that we did this one on um, on BFFs? Yes, which stands for? It doesn't stand for, what does everybody think it stands for? Best friends forever, yeah. best friend forever. And that is not what nope. it stands for at nope. all. It stands for behavior, feelings, and feelings. Yes. Do you want to explain that real quick? What do you think? <laughs> the answer to that is, no, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> All right. No. No. To channel a little Roy Kent here. <laughs> so we have situations where we have an experience or something happens and we have feelings. Yes. And those are usually the primary ones that show up are anger Frustration, Frustration, irritation, intensity. intensity. And those come out in certain types of behaviors like yelling or throwing things or growling or just. And we're we're only focusing on the angry feelings right now. There's a lot of feelings out there, but let's just focus on the angry ones. Sure. And but but those actually there's a layer beneath that those those feelings there and those are called the primary feelings and those feelings are really what the anger is kind of covering up or hiding and if you got down to it you would actually find out that you're either feeling scared 
or numerous other more vulnerable type of feelings. So again, let's do a little quick pause here because we try to tell people all the time that we practice what we preach here. We use these tools. And an hour ago, while we were sitting there having lunch, you asked me, what are the primary feelings going on right now? I did. And I told you anger and frustration. You go, no, no, no. What are the primary feelings? What are the feelings below the feelings? And the question drove me crazy. <laughs> it's kind of irritating it when is. someone asks you that, isn't it? But there's also value in being asked that question because you, you know that there are primary feelings, which I call the softer feelings, because those are the ones that are fear or sadness or right. insecurity or embarrassment. Those those aren't very powerful feelings. Those are softer feelings. Yes. Those are more vulnerable. Primary feelings tend to be more vulnerable. Secondary feelings like anger and frustration, that's not vulnerable at all. That's, no. that's power. That's control. That's prickly. That's yes. a lot more comfortable to express. Yes. And that's why when I came home from my drive last night and I accidentally knocked over your can of little sparkly water thing i was just pissed off which made what happen i spilled it again yes and then what happened i don't know then you took it in the bathroom and slammed it and it sprayed all over in the bathroom oh i didn't know that yes and you left it there and then i didn't have my drink yeah it was not <laughs> got I, I apologize and again, this is a dumb idea to record these podcasts and to put all of our crap out there. But I know for a fact, I'm not the only husband who's had a bad day right. and ends up being aggressive, being prickly, being angry, being um, uh, belligerent would be actually be a pretty good term for it. And what did I do both yesterday and this morning when I recognize that I'm having these feelings? What did I do between you and me? So so both times you acknowledged that you recognize you were having those feelings and that you wanted me to know that everything between us is okay. Yeah. That you're not upset with me. You don't have any hard feelings towards me. You're not frustrated with me. The relationship is okay. Yes, and the relationship is okay. Yes. But the, the biggest thing is that you acknowledge that you realize that you have these, that you're prickly. You said, I'm really prickly right now. I recognize yeah. that. I understand that. And that's super important if you, first of all, if that's the situation that you're in, to recognize it and to admit that to someone. Yeah. Not easy. But it's really important because that makes it much easier for me because I don't have to now tell you how you're behaving and acting. Yeah. I don't have to point it out to you, which does what if I point it out to you? Yeah, I get defensive. My, exactly. I move into my survival brain and it's like, oh, yeah, screw you. Right. Because I'm already angry. And so now I'm defensive and angry. Yes, exactly. Which never turns out good. So so when you're in that situation, it's really important to to recognize it and, and to admit it. Yeah. And then it's very important for me to go, okay, he recognizes it, he sees it. I don't need to tell him all about it right now. Yeah. At some point when you're out of that situation, you're feeling better, it's okay for me to come back to you and say, you know, when you were feeling this way, it hurt my feelings or when you behave this way, not when you were feeling this way, because you can't control your feelings. Yeah. It's the behavior. So when yeah. you behave this particular way, it kind of hurt my feelings and, you know, yeah. and, and we can talk about that, but I don't need to point out how dumb you were acting or how ridiculous this was or whatever. Yeah. Those are the kind of feelings and thoughts that people have when, when they see people behaving in poor ways. 
it's my responsibility still to communicate to you that I care about you. Yes. Even though I'm angry, even though I'm prickly, even though I'm upset and I can't stop those feelings. I don't know why they're there. I don't know why they're so strong. I don't care at the moment. I probably won't figure it out until I'm actually kind of through all of it. it. Exactly. But it's still my responsibility and response able. I am response able to communicate to you. I still care about you and I don't want to hurt you. That falls completely on me. I am not given any permission to treat you poorly in the midst of all of this. Right. And I don't want to hurt you. I try to communicate that to you yesterday and this morning. I want to be careful that I don't hurt your feelings, but I'm also not in a good spot at the moment. And I did that using our tool called PAT, Posture, Attitude, and Tone. I am responsible for coming up to you and going, I know that my posture is very defensive. My attitude is very angry and bad. And my tone is harsh and impatient. And I take responsibility for those things. Right. This is one of the tools that we actually use in the relationship roadmap. It's actually under the communication section because when I have the self-awareness and the emotional regulation, not as good of emotional regulation as I'd like, to be honest, because again, I slammed around a a (laughs) seltzer water can can. yesterday, you know, took it out on the can. But I am still responsible for being emotionally regulated and being self-aware enough to say, I don't want to hurt you. This is one of the tools. The BFF pat down is what I've called it, or the BFF and pat. This is a tool that I can be angry and upset, and it still doesn't threaten our relationship. In fact, what it's allowed you to do is last night when we got in bed and, you know, I kissed you goodnight, very, you know, briefly briefly yes and then i rolled over because i wasn't in the mood to to just be, be close and be to be, and be warm and snuggly and, and what did you do well let me let me tell you okay walk me through it yeah let me walk you through this because this is really actually kind of important to to hear my response mm-hmm. to your thing because it would be very easy particularly for me who's highly sensitive mm-hmm. and i feel physically feel everything that emotion that's putting out and all the prickles on you. And it's really uncomfortable and difficult for me to be in that. Wouldn't you agree over the years? And and so when you gave me a kiss goodnight, that was really brief and abrupt sort of, and I, I could feel like, okay, he just does not want to be near me. It almost feels like there's something between us, that there's a problem between us to me. And I had to remind myself, no, He's just where he's at. He just needs to go to bed and reset. But my tendency has has been and always has been to pull away from that because it's just so uncomfortable. Sure. And so you lay down and, and I lay down. I rolled over to get comfortable and I was laying there and I was thinking I could hear you. You weren't snoring yet. So I knew you weren't asleep yet. And I don't snore. And no, you don't. You weren't breathing heavily, so I knew you weren't asleep yet. And um, I was laying there, and my brain just started going to, well, what what would I want if I was feeling that way? And then just several conversations that we've had came to my mind from you of what you need in that. And I was like, oh, crap. I have to give up the safety of my space here because I want my husband to know that I love him and care about him and I don't want him to be alone in this. Mm. So in my uncomfortableness, Mm. I rolled over next to your prickly little body and just put my arms around you. And because I wanted you to know that I wasn't taking it personal and I didn't want you to be alone in whatever you were going through that you weren't ready to talk about 
those underlying uh, primary feelings yeah. yet. And so, um, so even when we're on the other side of someone else's poor behaviors and strong emotions and, and frustrations, we still have, I still have a responsibility to choose how I'm going to act and behave towards you and how I'm going to show my care for you. And it's not always yeah. easy to do. No. But how did that make you feel when I did that? Two things. It frustrated the crap out of me because I did not want you to be in my space. I, I, I am feel that. angry and isolating and withdrawing and avoidant. And it drove me nuts because it's like, just leave me leave the me hell alone. alone. Okay, just leave me alone. And on the other half, it is, I recognize the intent that what you are doing, you are reaching out to comfort me and I don't want to push that away. And so right. I had to soften myself, even in the midst of being angry, to be receptive and open and appreciative of what you did. And it actually does help. It helps us stay connected. Right. Even though it didn't make all the anger go away. Right. It helped us stay connected. Most people don't understand that you can have really, really strong feelings and still stay emotionally connected with your spouse and not let that become a rift or something to right. cause significant disconnection in a relationship. So I was focusing on staying connected even though my emotions are all over the place at the moment. It's hard, isn't it? It is. And I'm usually I'm usually the one on the other end yeah, of that where I have the high, strong emotions and you want to stay physically connected yeah. to me so we can stay emotionally connected. Yeah. Oh, and that's so painfully difficult for me to yeah. accept that. But I so appreciate it because it is it is comforting, it is connecting, it is loving, it is wonderful. And I actually really am appreciative of you doing that. It didn't have to last long either because no. I just actually got physically uncomfortable because I sure. needed to roll over and get comfortable too. And then we just, you know, go to sleep. But thank you for that. I really appreciate you, darling. Thanks. You're I, welcome. I know how hard that is at times. Yeah. You're trying to keep yourself safe because my stuff is getting all over you. Really getting all over me. Yeah. But yeah. you're important to me and I, I'm working hard and I've worked hard over the years to build up some resilience yeah. to that so that I can show you love in, in, in the ways that you need it, even if you yeah. aren't feeling it. Once again, this is an example of the BFF and the pat down. And one of the tools, one of the nine tools that we are um, putting into the relationship roadmap course that we are creating, we've got five of the nine videos recorded. I'm going to, right after this podcast, go video, go edit video number, whatever, and, and get it ready. I'm hoping to have this able to be released probably within the next three weeks. That's my goal is to get these done and have five minute videos explaining these tools. We're taking, it's now. 15 minutes into this episode. It'll be a five minute video. There's actually images and pictures and visual representations of each one of these tools that you'll be able to see and use and hang up in the bathroom or put them on the fridge so that when you get into a situation like this, dear listener, and go, okay, what did those guys do? What did they use? You can flip through the, the tools really quick there and go, oh yeah, the BF. BFF thing, it's goofy name, but we're going to try to use it. Right. And maybe your relationship can get better because I know I'm not the only guy who gets really pissed off sometimes and ends up with the potential of hurting 
wife and kids. Right. I don't want to hurt you even when I'm upset like this. I know that probably Sam and Isaac felt some of the energy of yesterday. I know you guys were whispering behind my back a couple of times around some of this. I, I don't think we did any whispering, but we did share some glances. Glances, some yes. There's two things. I hate tools that are complex. These are nine tools in the relationship roadmap. Um, and they're five minute videos. They're not going to be long. So it's going to be under an hour. This course is going to be under an hour to equip you with these nine tools. And I've yet to find any situations in any marriage anywhere that these don't cover. These nine tools are all you need to get a really good relationship. And again, this is an example of us having to use one right. in, in a real life situation here and now. We used the three boxes a couple episodes ago when Shannon lost her necklace and she was just hurting and I wanted to fix it. I needed to stay in the box two and use empathy. That's one of the other tools in this. We're kind of just talking about these tools all the time, but we've put it into a nice short condensed package. And if you are interested, if you want to um, buy that, we want you to buy it. We want you to invest. It's going to be yeah. under under a hundred dollars. It's going to be an easy purchase. It's going to be something you can watch in one hour. You guys could watch it together. You can listen to these things over and over and over and over and over and over again until you get really, really good at them. And then you're going to hear us on all of our podcasts, probably be pulling these out of our hat every yeah. time because we use them on a daily basis, just like today and asking me my stupid primary feelings. <laughs> but even if I'm mad, you and I are still okay, right? We are. And I still love you deeply. And I love you deeply too. This is what you guys can have. So if this sounds interesting, go to securemarriage.com right at the top of the website. There'll be a place where you can purchase this in about two weeks. So by the time this podcast episode comes out, it might be about one week or two weeks from now. So keep going back to securemarriage.com and buy this, buy this course. It will change your marriage. It will. And you will absolutely love everything but yeah. i have one that's my absolute favorite but i'm going to save that for a okay. little bit you can talk about it later I'm talking about me right now yep anyway thanks so much for listening everybody again thank you for your patience with us um we hope you understand that you're not alone in this journey called marriage and if shannon and i can try to figure out how to do this to the best of our ability we hope that you guys can find encouragement and hope as you struggle through your relationship as well yep anyway thanks for listening everyone we'll see you next time all righty bye-bye bye-bye